Spurs fans, welcome back to another Spurs and Salsa. I am your host, JD. And with me, as always, the one and only Mouse in the house. Yo, what up, world? What up, JD? How you doing? Not too bad, man. How about you? Just good, man. Just trying to follow all this crazy sports talk. Yeah. Well, happening. Uh, NFL free agency has, I guess, officially kicked off. As we record this, by the time everybody listens to this, it's it's official. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute. I know Cowboy fans have a lot on their on their mind, so we'll yeah. unload on that in a minute. But before we do that, as we speak now, Coach Pop is the winningest coach in NBA history. Yeah, man. They clinched the they clinched the big win for him last week. As we predicted, I mean, not that we were going out on a limb. They only needed one more. So, but uh, I wanted to talk Pop's legacy right off the bat, and not so much what he means to the Spurs, because obviously, I mean that that goes without saying, right? What is, in your opinion, what is he? What's his legacy in the league and in just sports? as a whole man i think i think no matter what no matter who you talk to he's in that debate at 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 minimum as one of the greatest of all time to ever do it right like yes no matter who it is no matter who they're a fan of or who they favor he's definitely you know on, on the top of that so so that's one thing but i think outside of that he's just kind of He's he's kind of like a Tim Duncan, like he's almost like a big fundamental in, in terms of coaches. Like he doesn't, he's not going to be out there doing crazy stuff, but he's just going to get the job done. Um, you know, he I think he's known as a as a players coach, right? The the when you hear yeah. people talk about him, they talk about not only how good of a coach he is, but how they you know how they helped him. You know, he, Pop might have helped him become a better man, or has helped him with personal things. So I think. His legacy off the court is probably just as big as his legacy on. I agree completely. I think he feels like a he feels like a legendary college coach, right? Yeah. Because usually it's college coaches that shape young men, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe a great high school coach that releases them to the world. Pop, one th- and I don't know. I don't know if the national media knows this, but you know, Pop, when they're on the road. They go to, you know, they'll visit museums or place of history significance or, you know, cultural significance. Yeah. They have real conversations. He talks to them as people. Um, I, I don't know if the national media is aware of that, but you do see the respect he garners from even like LeBron James loves him. You know, yeah. anyone that's either played with him on the Olympics or just knows who he is as a person, they love him. They really yeah. do. And I think you're right. I think at worst, someone will have him in their top three all-time yeah. NBA coaches. You could make an argument he's the greatest coach in NBA history. And it'd be a solid. You don't sound like a homer doing it. No, not at all. He's got five rings. He's never had, you know, the stacked teams that maybe Phil Jackson has. Uh, Red Arball will be in that picture. It's it's hard to gauge Red Arball though, right? Because he did a lot of winning before the NBA was kind of 
this mon you know this yeah monster of a league where more athletes were drawn to basketball than other sports but but he's definitely in the Mount Rushmore if you want to say that you could even argue he's in the Mount Rushmore of all-time greatest coaches just in sports yeah I mean you you got to put him up there for sure if, if we're talking just sports like all sports American sports you know you'd probably have Bill Belichick somewhere up there Pop and Phil Jackson around there. Tony LaRussa from baseball, maybe. But you could sit, you could sit at a bar and have a conversation that pops the greatest coach in American pro mm -hmm. sports history. Yeah. And you don't sound like an idiot. Yeah, no, not at all. And there was a there was a really cool article. I think I posted on our on our Facebook page. Um about different players or different people around the league um, sharing kind of their pop stories or their favorite pop story. And, and you were talking about pop, like taking them to museums and things like that. And Jacques Landejo on there, not even American, right? He's, a, he's an Australian NBA player, said uh, pop made him present a, a PowerPoint presentation to the team that discussed Biden's $2 trillion spending um, like proposal that he was bringing to legislature. So it's, he just, not only does Pop want them to be good players, but he wants them to be good citizens, right? He wants them to know what's going yes. on in the world and, um, and, uh, and just to be involved in, in everything, right? Not, not just basketball. So I thought that, that was uh, super interesting. And then there was a story about DeMar. One of DeMar's favorite moments is uh, Pop made him watch a penguin documentary. <laughs> and uh, the, talked about how the penguins are a team like the 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 dad penguin stays with the egg and the mom has to walk like 60 miles or something crazy to the water and so there's some really cool stories in there um and another one that that kind of stuck out was eric spolstra he talked about coaching with pop in the olympics and you know we we know pop as our coach but talked about being like three mafias in in nba coaching um, and he said he, he's part of the Riley Mafia, and then there's the Pop Mafia, and there's the uh, Jerry um, Canangelo uh, Mafia. You know, they're just the big yeah. coaching treats, and and Pop's reach within NBA coaches. I mean, there's so many coaches, whether they're assistants or head coaches now, that have come through Pop's uh, coaching tree. And um, uh, Spolstra was talking about happy just to be to be. He's always considered himself part of Riley's mafia but interesting to to see uh how pops uh mafia works during the olympics so so that was cool and that is it's it's crazy to think i'm glad that you brought a perspective of the league because here in san antonio we might be in a bubble where we, we feel oh he's the greatest yeah but we could you know but to see the admiration outside the bubble it's kind of like you know when you talk about greatest players ever we all get defensive with duncan yeah you better have him in your top five or top seven. Um, Manu and Tony didn't make the all-NBA all 75 list, and we were upset. You know, things like that. To hear that, you know, with Pop, you don't have to do that. Yeah. It, it's, not a, it's not a debate within the city. It's, it's overall admiration, and I think he – broke Don Nelson's record with way less games coached. Like, it's a stupid amount less. Because um, not only did he win five titles, 
they won even when they weren't winning championships up until recently they were always like at a high clip of winning yeah they're a 51 team every year um so he's got a lot of success he's he does so much for men you know raising men and and women now that Becky Hammond's about to go become probably a legendary WNBA coach she might even be the pop of the WNBA at one point uh so it's not just it's not just men she's that he's influencing uh air force academy graduate he fits the city very well right blue collar city yeah. a military an air force guy which is so much in san antonio uh that's what even brought me to san antonio the air force my father how knowing who knowing who he is and how he perceives these things how should the spurs honor pop and i mean that like long term name in the rafters statue something else what what would be your idea well if you ask pop he's he's not going to want anything right he's exactly he wants to nothing he's do behind his back yeah. yeah so you you saw him after that win he didn't want to be on the court he didn't want the guys getting excited you know he just wanted it's just business just you know just about winning so if you ask me, man, I think uh, I think without a doubt is named in the rafters. I, I think it's about time we build a statue for somebody, right? Everybody, a lot of the le- a lot of the teams have it, um, whether it's football or belt, you know, doesn't matter sport. But I think uh, I think it's time we we make a statue for Pop and put it okay. out front because what he, what he's done for this uh, for this franchise is uh, is huge for so long. What do you think? I- I think he deserves a statue. I don't know. I that might piss him off very. Much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was thinking, this happens more in college basketball, naming the actual court after him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's something that one. I don't know if it's done. I don't know if any NBA team's done this yet. Yeah. But he's obvi- He's clearly somebody that's deserving of that honor. I think that's something he could live with. I don't know if he wants to walk past a statue. Yeah. I, yeah I he, wouldn't, he wouldn't want it. I mean, he's not going to be thrilled about a court. But what I if, think that kind of fits the work ethic, you know, what happens on the court. Yeah. I, I That would be my suggestion. But he deserves anything and everything they do. If they want to put... Yeah. A rafter. They could put. I mean, they could put a banner with just "Hey, all-time winning as coach," kind of like the Cowboys did with Emmitt Smith. Yeah. When he won the brushing record, they did a, a banner. Um, what if they pop. just? Uh, what if they just change the face of like the red dot instead of a red dot on the races, it's just Pop's face. <laughs> and just make now, it win every time. With, <laughs> which you could do with the dots because it's three of them, right? You could make those uh-huh. the big three. Every week. Every oh, oh yeah, there you go. I think that'd be funny. Um, but that'd be that'd be funny to do. But I, I think the court would, it would suit him, right? His work ethic. Yeah. It, 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 it's everything that happens on the court for him. It's not something that is gaudy to where he's gonna be genuinely pissed because mm-hmm. it'll be hard to do something without him knowing because he's such a, a facet, in the front office. You could throw his name on the court, but 
I mean, we'll see what it, what happens. Should they do something while he's still coaching? No. No, nothing. No. Okay. Uh-uh. I mean, like nothing big. Right? I, I only I only bring that up because well, one, it's a coach, so you never know when he's gonna leave. Yeah. And two, going back to Emmett Smith, they put that they put that rafter, they put his rushing record rafter up the minute he broke it. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they wanted to do like a banner in the rafters, like I'm, I'm cool with that. But if you're talking anything major, like you know, naming the court or a statue or anything crazy, I think you wait until, until he's done because. Okay. Um, the banner in the rafters is okay, but anything else, it, you know, it almost seems like are you kicking him out? You know what I mean? Like, hey, get okay. out of here. Okay. Hey, that's out, that's a, that's a good anything. point. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I wonder if the Air Force Academy will do anything, simply because I mean. He's got to be the biggest name in sports to ever come out of there. Yeah. Like the Navy has Roger Staubach and David Robinson. Mm-hmm. The Army has so many. I mean, the Army has Heisman Trophy winners. Air Force Academy. Coach Pop's the, that Coach Pop's the guy. Yeah. Um, and what what a way to win, right? That game on Saturday night. Oh, wasn't it the great? Way they, yeah. They fought and came back and. I was like, this is. It just feels like this has got to be the one. Not only that, but I was. One thing I noticed, and and um, I guess we'll pivot to the team now. But one thing I noticed was Dejounte Murray kind of took the lead in speaking for the team about Pop, expressing yeah. his feelings to Pop, and also to the media. Or this is definitely Murray's franchise. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It it uh it had me thinking this weekend after hearing comments, especially Murray's. Is I almost feel like Murray feels like he has to defend Pop. Like I I don't know why, and there's nothing wrong with it. But when I hear when I see him talk or hear him talk about him or read his quotes, it feels like he's he's always having to defend Pop. I don't. It could just be me or the way I interpret what he said, and I don't know what it is specifically he said. But I remember getting that feeling like, man, I feel like he's defending Pop. Do you think um, it's because they're not winning? But, yeah, it could be. Yeah, right? it could be. You and Murray's could, right. like, that's on, that's on me. It's my team. It's, mm-hmm. it's on me. It don't, let's not think that uh, it's Pop. I did see where Trey Jones tweeted out. He was coached by Coach K and Coach Pop, which is. Oh, wow. That's some, that's some damn good lineage. Yeah. Trey Jones. Sure. Like, Trey Jones has been blessed in his basketball career. Uh, going into the team, though. The roller coaster continues, right? They're now two and a half away from that play-in tournament. <laughs> I think I'm ready to say I just want to have a draft pick and call it a day. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, let's just get a top eight, top five pick. But then, and then they might make a run this week. But I'm comfortable in being in that mindset because they yeah. just announced Chicago's where they're going to do the lottery. So the lottery will be May 17th. So May 17th, the little ping pong balls will go out. They don't show the ping pong balls, I don't think. But the, the Spurs will know their fate. Yeah. So two months from tomorrow or the next two days, whenever you're listening to this, in two months, the Spurs will know where they're drafting. Yeah. I think we're sitting about seventh, right, in terms of bottom of the league right now. I believe so. Seventh worst record. So you know, so getting in, getting a ball bounce our way, it'd be nice to be 
it'd be really nice to have a top three pick. Yeah. But even top five, top, you know, six, it'll be it'll be good. I I'm ready. I don't want to pull the plug and try to make the playoffs, only because this team, everything they say is that they're they're fighting. Yeah. But uh, but I I think I'm just ready to not say tank, but I'm I'm ready for to just focus on the draft. I think it's not up to me, right? The the team can focus on whatever they're playing for anyway. But me personally, as a fan. And maybe it's because we're in March Madness and we're about to watch all the potential draft picks yeah. play in the tournament. Maybe that's where the talk's coming from, too. We're all filling out our brackets and we're pretending we know more about these prospects than we do. <laughs> what was your question? No, I was going to say, man, Josh Richardson, I, I'm not sure what his long-term Dude, our yes. goals are with him, but he fits in so nicely to our rotation. Yeah. And he's out there hustling, and and uh, and he's quick. You know, he can he can run with our guys. I, I've been uh, I've been really impressed with him. You know what? Let's let's talk Josh Richardson because that's a great point. He's not a free agent, so we'd have to buy him out. It's telling that you know because the Cowboys were I mean the Cowboys the Spurs hey the Spurs were trading for picks and they were passing out buyouts like candy right mm-hmm. they didn't want any they didn't want any of these players coming you know. That we were getting, but Josh Richardson wasn't one of them. Not only did he not get a buyout, but he got a spot in the rotation, yeah, fairly quickly. And he he got 23 minutes last game against the Wolves. Um, he didn't get too many shots off in those 20 minutes, but the point is, he's getting minutes. He's in the rotation, and to your point, he's playing well. He fits. He seems to fit very well with um. Jante Murray. So don't be surprised if if he ends up being somebody that is here for the long term. He played 23 minutes against the Wolves, 36 against Indiana, 34 against Utah. I mean, he's getting plenty of time. Yeah. And when he and against on, Indiana, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah, he had a nice block against on the Jazz in that game we're talking about. And we, so, yeah. we get on here and we talk about hustle and how Pop loves hustle. When you, when he's on the court, you see him giving it his all nonstop. I mean, he, he's back and forth, and, and he's trying to make every play. And I think that's why he's in the rotation, and he's not bought out. So, yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're cautiously optimistic about Richardson, I, I think he's going to be part of the Spurs' plans, at least for the next – year i don't think he's getting a buyout i think they want him on this team and that's okay that's okay with me um good point i didn't even think to talk about him today but he is someone that has caught my eye the last couple weeks yeah and i know yesterday in last night's game or you know the game against minnesota obviously we lost um uh cat put up uh, put up 60 on us whatever but you know there wasn't a yeah, won a bunch of defense, but I was I was super impressed to see both DJ and and Keldon put up thirty points each. So when we talk about making the the next step, you know what I mean, be, becoming a contender, you got to have you know more than one guy do it, and it's nice to see both of them knock it out. I mean, even Lonnie, who we've been kind of we're on Lonnie watch mm-hmm. the season, he had twenty two. He had twenty the game before, so he's still 
producing at a pretty high level. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, Keldon is someone we've, I think, not worried about or just he's someone to keep an eye on to. If this team's going to be good, he's got to be a consistent scorer, maybe the top yeah. scorer, him, him or Lonnie. And who knows? Maybe Keldon and Lonnie are ready to explode and losing whatever games we lose down the stretch this year becomes a blessing because we're going to roll in with guys like Keldon, you know, Vassell, Richardson, Lonnie getting better. And on top of that, a top six pick. My, that's probably the best case scenario. Yeah. And cap space if they wanted to bring and, in, you know, somebody else. And another first round pick. Two more after that, yeah. Yeah. They got three picks. Oh, yeah, two more. Yeah, that's right. So, I, I, all I can tell you, Spurs, I can't tell you what to cheer for. Team Tank or Team Play-In or cheer for Lonnie or cheer for Richard, you know. All you can do is just sit and watch. Trying to figure out what this team is and what they're not and what they're going to do. They're a young team that's it's, it's fun, but it's also frustrating. It's, it's yeah. It's what it's like having a young quarterback, right? Um, maybe not so much now because a lot of them come into the league ready and and win right away. But you you know, some young quarterbacks, especially back in the day, you would look for promise, even though they're you know, maybe throwing too many interceptions or. You're looking for growth even when the winning isn't quite there. And that's what the young Spurs are right now. And it, it is – at times it's frustrating, but – It's gotta, exciting. I've almost feel like I've watched more Spurs games this season than, than I have in the last, like, year or two. And I do too. It's just it's, – I think – I guess it's – it's only frustrating if you're trying to pinpoint who they are right now. Yeah, for sure. But if you're just watching growth and development and a young, you know, a young team learning to walk, yeah, then yeah, it is fun. It is fun. And again, <laughs> we got two more months before the lottery, so we'll see. We'll see where the Spurs are and what our chances are in the with the ping pong balls. But you were right. I think we're sixth or seventh from the bottom, so we're in good shape if that's what you're rooting for. Yep. Uh, anything else? The NBA is shaping, shaping for right now as far as the other teams. What, not with the Spurs, but in the NBA, what has surprised you the most about the league this year? Uh, I'm going to say it, and I know you're not going to, you're not going to agree with me, but I think it's wild to see the Lakers ninth, like they're fighting to make the play in tournament almost. No, I'd agree with you 100%. Uh, okay. And just, I, I would think they'd be better than that. You know what I mean? And obviously they've struggled with some injuries. LeBron's doing what he can, and he's getting frustrated with, with some of those other guys. And it's, uh, I just would never thought coming into to the league. I didn't I didn't have them pinned as the best, the best team in the West, but I definitely didn't have them as number nine. I agree with you 100%. They've only got three more wins in the Spurs. Yeah, with Le- LeBron James on their team, like that's wild. Like you and I are talking about, well, Murray should be an All Star. Maybe Lonnie develops this, this, and this. And for all that uncertainty, we uncertainty we just talked about a team with LeBron James on it only has three more wins in the Spurs. That's nuts. Yeah, it's wild. When, when they built the older roster, they were they were risking it. 
Mm-hmm. But man, there's no way they thought it'd be this bad. To your point, no. they thought we'll compete. We might not be the best, but we'll compete. And it's been the exact opposite. And it's mm-hmm. crazy. If they lose that play-in tournament, that's gonna be wild. Yeah, they're sitting. Uh, they're that, sitting at nine, so they got to win both of the games in that play-in tournament. Like they got to, you know, yeah, they're just win in. one and they're in. And that's the only reason I kind of wanted to sneak into to the tenth spot. What if the Spurs? If the Spurs eliminated the Lakers, yeah, and made the NBA playoffs. Oh yeah, that would be a super successful season. Yeah. Uh, any other surprise? I guess Memphis being so good. Yeah. Like John Morant, I knew we, I think we all thought he'd be really good, but the fact that he's got them as the two seed in the West is really impressive. It's really impressive. Yeah. Um, in the West, no other big, I guess the Clippers too. They were built. Yeah. They were supposed to be a powerhouse. With Kawhi and Paul George. And, and they're sitting at eight, so they're going to be playing. I mean, they're in that play-in bracket also as of now. Yeah. I think when Kawhi went to the Clippers, most of us assumed the Western Conference would run through L.A., right? The two yeah, L.A. teams. Yeah. And the only thing running through L.A. is going to be the play-in tournament, and that's, that's wild. <laughs> Uh, in the East, Miami being as being the best is surprising. It's, it's a little shocking. Yeah, the, yeah, I think they're playing up for sure. Yeah, you know, Milwaukee's still there, Philly's there, Chicago being fourth. It's about what you would think, right? Adding the yeah. Rose into a solid team. So most things have gone to gone the way of chalk, right? Kind of what we expected. I think the LA teams in Memphis are the big surprises. Yeah. I guess I would have. I think most of us would have imagined them that being reversed. Swapped. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, swapped. But it does make for a fun NBA. I know there's this theory you need big market teams to be successful or super teams in the NBA, or do you want parity? I, for one, want parity. I, I can't wait to see John Morant in the first round against maybe one of these LA teams. And that's the first round. I can't wait to see if Devin Booker and, this, and the Suns can do it again. You know, you got Antetokounmpo, Embiid in the East. Even the Celtics look good at times. Yeah. The Cavs are in the 60. That's nuts. But, yeah, it, it, it makes for a fun playoff. But I know for the Spurs fans, all eyes are on development and then the NBA draft. So there's just a lot to be excited about about the sport. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll see what the ratings reflect. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time chatting about it, but I think we at least got to mention it. We don't want to push out Pop, right? I want him to be here as long as he wants. I, I oh think yes, bring, bring as of up. as of right now, I want him to be. But there's a, we've we've heard a few names talked about in terms of you know who's going to replace Pop, um, when when he is done. And there was a new name that I haven't really seen, um, much, or I haven't really heard much in terms of replacing him that that came out today in an article. I don't know who posted that article. Um, but it's uh, I'd say Utah coach. What's his uh, what's his name? Oh uh, shoot, we went blank. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Anyway, so you know, there's 
there's been a ton of names, obviously, that, that we've been hearing, but the article goes on to say something about, you know, Quinn, Pop, Quinn Snyder. Yeah, Snyder. That's right. Pop, you know, they anticipate maybe one more year after this year. Obviously, it's all speculation. No one has any idea. Um, but Snyder is a name that they said, you know, in, internally has been kind of thrown around. And if, you know, maybe Utah makes a, a fast exit from the playoffs, maybe they make a decision to, to go elsewhere and uh, as their head coach, um, you know, maybe that could push Pop out the door a little bit. Um, you know, speculation, we have no idea, but when names get thrown around or we're hearing about it, I think we at least should, should chat about it a little bit. I think I don't want to deep dive too much into the rumor just because we don't know when Pop's gone, right? And it's the Spurs are are notorious for not leaking things out. Yeah. I, I will say this. The Spurs front office is one of the most respected front offices in all of sports. I think coaches like the way they do business. And I think they love the fact that the ownership is non-existent, meaning, hey, we give you the money. We're not going to. We're not going to meddle in anything. R.C. Buford's extremely respected. I think the Spurs, because you, you talked about Pop Mafia. Because of Pop Mafia, because of the front office and the way they handle business, I think the Spurs are going to land a really good candidate whenever Pop leaves. Whether that's this offseason, whether that's in five years, whatever. I think the Spurs are going to be in extremely good shape because Buford is a basketball guy. Pop is a basketball guy. The ownership group stays out of the way, and they're starting to invest even more money into the Spurs with the new practice facility. The Spurs will land a very good coach. Maybe it's Becky Hammond after a few years of WNBA. Maybe a Snyder comes back or somebody else that's in the pop mafia that's coaching somewhere else. Maybe it's in-house. Maybe it's Bill Self, the Kansas coach, who's really good friends with R.C. Buford. Just know that this, I have full confidence that the Spurs will get a really good coach after the fact. Yeah. I, 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 the, the fact that Snyder's name's thrown out there and nobody's shocked. Nobody's like, why would he leave the jazz? Or yeah. this is such a stupid th- no. I mean, it's just the Spurs are going to get someone good because this is going to be somewhere where a basketball guy wants to make a living. That's what that's the big thing that comes from from my perspective is the Spurs are gonna they're gonna land a good quality coach. And I trust Pop and Buford and everybody involved to pick somebody. They're gonna have their pick of the litter and they're gonna land someone of high quality. Yeah, and I think Pop will be heavily involved in in who that is. Like I, I think too. they'll get tapped by Pop. You know what I mean? Like Pop yeah. won't just leave and say, "Y'all figure it out." I agree, uh, agree completely, hundred percent. Yeah. But you know, I think I think Pop, Pop will have is, a role. Yeah, for sure. And the way he is, like you know, he sure he's involved. You know, he has. We talked about how much he cares about the players as men outside of basketball, but he's all basketball, right? So, well, I can't see him leaving the Spurs anytime soon. Like I, I feel like. He, you know, he's he's got a few more years, even though, you know, rumors have been a year. Last year was like, okay, you know, the Olympic team and then this year. And yes, it's always something. I, Nobody would not. Yeah, no one has any idea. But it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, five years down the road, he's still coaching this team. I agree completely also. Man, look at us. 
know. You and I are in harmony. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if listeners like it better. We're in harmony or we're fighting. Yeah, I don't know. Probably fighting. But let's test that theory. Let's talk some Cowboys yeah. free agency. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where we're at. I don't even think we're going to fight about no, that. I don't think there, so. There are going to be some ugliness. But let's see. So the NFL free agency kicks off. And the Cowboys have had the craziest, wildest, you could call it the dumbest, you can call it I, any word you throw out there, I'm going to be like, oh, I could see that argument. Yeah. What are, <laughs> what are your thoughts so far? So as we, as we record, this, we're recording this, we got to tell everybody because things might change. Tuesday, March 15th, it's 2 p.m. as we record this. So as we've recorded this, obviously Cooper's been traded. Um, Connor Williams is now with the Dolphins. Cedric Wilson also with the Dolphins. The Cowboys keep Malik Hooker. Yep. Tank Lawrence restructures his deal to a very cap-friendly deal. Noah Brown, they resign. Michael Gallup resign. And then Randy Gregory come and we? go with. Did did we resign? Did we not? No, he's he's in Denver trying to now, find a dispensary. Now I'm not saying this is this is likely. I'm just saying he can't technically ink a deal until the league year starts, which is tomorrow. Uh, so he's gone. I, I I'm, not, I'm not saying he's not. Yeah, but he can't technically ink a deal until tomorrow. He could have signed with us, right? Because we're his current team. He's a current player of ours, but um. I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's gone as well. But the way this roller coaster has been this this offseason, it, it wouldn't surprise me. And nothing would surprise me. I think I texted you a couple of days ago, and I was like, "This is like the wildest um, offseason I've, I, I can remember in a while." And then it's just gotten even crazier, it's gotten like in crazier. the last forty eight hours. So, what do you think so kind far? Of, like, how are your? I guess let me ask you, what are your thoughts on the front office as of two o'clock Tuesday? So we, are, we we talked about it last week. I hate making judgments so early in the, in the league year, right? Well, the league year yeah. hasn't even started, so I, I don't know what our team's gonna look like, um, come come July, right, or May when OTA start, whatever it is. So as an offense, I think our wide receiver crew is nowhere near as potent as it was last year, right? We I guess we knew at the end of last year we we're gonna lose talent. We weren't gonna be as talented of a team. But I think our wide receiver crew losing Amari is going to take a huge hit. Now, we saved a bunch of money, and we got a super cap-friendly deal with Gallup, right? And we talked about it. We, if we're going to – if we're cutting Cooper, we need to get – we need to save money with Gallup, right? We cannot overpay for Gallup, and it yeah. all worked out. It's like five, six mil or something like that cap hit. So that's great. But on the on the offensive side of the ball, our wide receiver crew is, is less than it was to start. We lost Connor, which, you know, he – he was a good guard. He had a bunch of penalties, so it doesn't, you know, I'm kind it of indifferent. Yeah, yeah, I'm indifferent there. We cut Jarwin and we franchised um, Schultz. Schultz. Yeah, I think we might have overpaid a little bit there, but it's still a franchise tag. Maybe we'll renegotiate it before, before the, the season starts. So offensive side of the ball, I'm okay. I'm not, like, loving everything. And I think uh, offensive side of the ball – I, I think they'll make the guard center, you know, interior offensive line will be a priority yep. in the draft. Absolutely. I think 
that might end up being what the first round pick goes to. And we'll, you know, once this whole free agency craziness dies down a bit, we'll, we'll start talking cowboy targets. But, you know, most of you guys listening, you guys probably already Googled some mock drafts. And you, you know that there's some offensive interior linemen that are going to be there with a the 24th pick. As far as receiver, I like having Gallup and Lamb. I think, you know, Lamb is the explosive player with the ball in his hands. You try to get him in space. It gallops that 50-50 ball, jump ball guy that, you know, toe taps the sidelines. I like that they're different. So now yeah. just go out and draft a speed guy or something else for the third receiver. And, you know, I've been on record. You can find a number three receiver in the draft really easy, like extremely yeah. easy. I wouldn't even waste a first-round pick on it. Now, if somebody that you think is ridiculously talented falls to you at 24, yeah, take them. But I think you'll be all right there. I I, I don't see much of a drop-off as far as the offense. And I think if they get the draft right, they could even be better than last year offensively, especially in the yeah. interior line. Yeah, and one thing that we, we haven't talked about in – it's uh, I think last week we might have talked about them shopping Lyle Collins right at the right tackle yeah, position. Yeah, it's not done yet, so we can. Yeah, but, but it makes too much sense. Yeah, it looks like right. If I had to bet, it looks like we're gonna cut them and and by cutting them, I think we saved like twenty million or something crazy. I don't remember what that that number was. Um, yeah, as, if we designate them a. I think it's a ten. Post, but, uh, but either way, it's a lot ten million. Yeah, yeah. post. Yeah, a lot of money. So, and we we saw how Terrence Steele did um, last year at that spot. So that that's another good decision by our front office to to make that move. Now, now jumping across, what are, what are your thoughts on the defensive side of the ball? So I like Malik Hooker. Yeah. Getting him for two years. You know, if you don't, if you didn't recall, towards the end of last year, he was playing some really good football. Yeah, and just to throw this out there, he was a stud before he. He uh he got injured with with yeah, well, he was with the Colts and I think he signed I think I mean he tore his Achilles right he's just a year yeah. off of a torn Achilles, so I expect big things from him. I would honestly put money down that he ends up being the steal of this whole free agency. Yeah. Um. Tank Lawrence getting his cap number down to what twelve million a year or something crazy. Mm-hmm. You and I read an article and I posted on our Facebook page. And it yeah, was going was over the it was going over the the money issues with the Cowboys and salary cap. And Demarcus Lawrence, I'm a big Lawrence guy, so when I say this, I'm not downplaying him at all. But his cap hit was ridiculously stupid. It was to the point before he re you know, I sent that article to you, Mouse. Before the restructure happened, I said, I don't see how we can keep him. Yeah. There was just too much money that could be saved by cutting him. But Lawrence being a team guy, being, you know, a good, a smart guy, but also a great player. He re, he restructures his deal and makes it a very cap-friendly deal. I'm glad he's back. You obviously still have – I mean, you're, you're building your defense around Lawrence, Parsons, and Diggs. It's a good foundation. Yeah. Uh, the Randy you know Gregory – oh, okay. I was going to say just what's funny on the Lawrence deal is – we talked about how close the Spurs organization is, how you, we don't hear rumors, how the tight-knit they are, nothing gets out, it's all professional. And then you see the Lawrence deal. It came out, oh, he's he's ref- refusing to to take a pay cut. 
Yeah. Like, Swartz just said, and then, and then a couple hours later, no, he's not leaving. He's our guy. DeMarcus isn't going anywhere. And then you see stuff like this. It's just like, come on, man, keep that stuff in house. But it's yeah. just the, the, diff- <laughs> the difference in the organizations. Yeah. So being a Spurs and Cowboys fan, you get their complete opposites, right? Yeah. In every way Polar. possible front office, production, uh, fandom, everything is just the polar opposites. Uh, the Randy Gregory. So here's a here's a funny thing about the whole front office. So I think it was like a month ago you accused me of not even being a Cowboy fan, right? Because I'm so negative sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, throughout this whole free agency frenzy, I've been the even kill one. Not that you've been crazy, yeah. crazy, but if yeah. you go on Twitter, Cowboys Twitter is like burning the place to the ground. <laughs> I thought Spurs Twitter was nuts, and Cowboys Twitter had been kind of emotionally stable this whole year but jesus yeah. they are showing their butts now it's been you would think the way you think of me mouse or the way you thought of me a month ago yeah you would think i'd be on here piling on yeah. the front office but i'm not because no i don't i don't try to be negative for the sake of it you got to see the whole picture so to you said something earlier let let free agency let the offseason play out yeah now the Tank Lawrence deal, great news. Yeah, Malik pretty, Hooker's yeah, deal, great news. Gallup signing a deal where he's only $6 million towards the cap this year, great news. Huge. I've already beat the horse to death on what I think of Amari Cooper. To me, great news. The Randy Gregory thing is nuts. So yeah, if you're not fully entwined with what's going on with Randy Gregory, he agrees to a five-year deal, $70 million with the Cowboys. Well... Before he signs it, the rumor is the Cowboys added language to protect themselves in case of some more suspensions or anything of that nature. He's upset, and he takes the same deal with the Broncos. So as we record this, Gregory is no longer a Cowboy. And 90% of Cowboys Twitter is blaming the front office. And I tweeted out, it's going to be a long discussion on who's at fault. If you want to blame the Cowboys, you can blame the Cowboys. If you want to blame Gregory for not being loyal um and doing this at the you know doing this at the last minute, you could blame him. There's no right or wrong answer. Although if you go on Twitter, people absolutely think there's a right or wrong answer. And it's and it's funny. To me, I'm not gonna dig too deep in the woods. I'm just not in the mood to bash the front office just because i've liked a lot of what they've done and i understand what they're doing and what they're not doing you know randy gregory has never played a full season he did give us six sacks this year which is nice but if you have that kind of money and you throw it to a bobby wagner yeah or von miller who's gotten at least eight sacks the last seven years who michael parsons just tweeted to von miller and just to add to that, Jen Slater just said on NFL Network that Von Miller has interest in playing at home in Dallas. So if they turn Gregory into Von Miller, then everybody that's pulling their hair and, oh, my God, the Cowboys front office are a bunch of idiots, then you got to peel back that. Or if they get a Bobby Wagner or if they land some yeah. other. So what I'm saying is at the end of the day, the Randy Gregory's gone. If the Cowboys, I'm going to say this too. So again, 
I'm trying to be, I'm, I'm a very rational thinker. I, I, I hope, you know, I, I think I am. Nobody knows Randy Gregory more than the Cowboys, right? We've gone yeah. through the roller coaster with him. If they felt the need to put a provision on his contract, and if Gregory felt the need to say, I don't want that provision, I'll take the same money elsewhere, I am very, very much okay with him not yeah. being a Cowboy. Now, someone's going to call me a homer. Oh, you're just you're carrying water for the front office, which is funny because, again, a month ago, Mouse was screaming at me. Um, <laughs> I just – I see the whole picture. Yeah. I see the whole roster. And, you know, Gregory's hey, a nice player, but six sacks is six sacks. Hey, you can't blame them for trying to protect the team, right? You you hope it didn't go south for, for the wrong reason. But if it is some verbiage in, in the contract, which it seems like that's what everybody is saying, um, oh, Mouse, people often I, accuse – People I know often accuse the Cowboys of of overpaying their guys, right? Like, yes. oh, this is their guy. They overpay him. They don't, you know. Uh-huh. And and here's could be an instance where we're doing we're doing what's best for the team, and uh, we we can't necessarily get mad at that. You say we can't get mad at it, and I know you don't Twitter often, but I dare yeah. you to go on Twitter. I dare you to do. They're wild. They're they're very much blaming the Cowboys. Oh, it's you would have thought that they killed Kennedy. That Jerry Jones shot him. <laughs> Oliver oh Stone's God, doing it's... it. Crazy. I think I think it's probably how it went down. Like maybe if we didn't find out that we yeah. signed them, like they kind of gave it to us, right? And then and then took it away, kind of snatched it in the last moments. So that's that's a little embarrassing how how that happened. So that's I'm sure true. that has a lot to do with it. And I will point the finger. I won't point the. I, that's very true. That's a very logical thing to say, Miles. But again, if by the time we by the time I post this, Von Miller might be a cowboy. Yeah. But that's why I'm not going to freak out for every news source. And maybe that's the downfall of Twitter because Twitter's so quick with news Yeah. that you're, you're overreacting. And I say you, all of us do it. Um, I've just taken a very wait-and-see approach. And if that – I know Ruben, one of our most loyal, longtime listeners, coolest guy. I know he hasn't been happy with my cowboy takes, especially the Amari Cooper thing and – he doesn't, you know, he's mad about the Randy Gregory thing, but I'm very much taking a wait and see approach. I don't even want to judge this roster until after the draft, because again, if they if they land a guard or center in the first round, then I feel our offensive line is better than last year. And if yeah. they get an explosive receiver with, to be our number three, then I can I'll sit stand here and make an argument that our offense will be better than next year, and, and we'll see. I'm sure when we record next week, we'll have more Cowboys free agent talk, to, you know, to discuss. They've done enough moves, though. I will say this: they've done enough moves to where they have money in their pocket to spend. Yeah, yeah. They're no longer and it is ten, over the cap. It is ten mil for Lyle. It is ten mil. They'll save if they do designate him a post uh, June first cut. So, so that it's might be ten more mil in their pockets. I mean, yep. a Bobby Wagner. They if they pull Von Miller and Bobby Wagner. Everyone that's burning the Cowboys to the ground would be doing cartwheels. Yeah. And I might go, I might, it depends how petty I feel that day. But if the Cowboys knock it out of the park, I might go retweet a bunch of the Cowboys are dumb, free agent, the front office is dumb, you know, just to be petty. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. We'll see how I feel that day. We'll see. (laughs) But Cowboy fans, wait and see. But man, just wait to see how this turns out. They've done enough moves to have money in their pockets to where. Von Miller's a possibility. Bobby Wagner's a possibility. 
Um, they're still trying to get Javon Curse re-signed. Yeah. So and listen, with Gregory out, um, it would surprise me if we go and sign Dorrance Armstrong, who Gregory had six sacks last year. Da I think had five, right? So when he was in there, he was disrupting stuff. Um, so and you can get him for a lot cheaper than you can get Gregory. Good. So I'm surprised to see that. Man, look at us. We're so, we're in such harmony. <laughs> <laughs> go wash your cars, we, everybody. We need we need to we need to find something to fight about. But I can't think of anything. <laughs> I really can't. Um, rest of the news, NFL. Christian oh, Kirk got a crazy deal. Yeah, and I know some people were pointing at that, saying, "We'll see. Amari Cooper's worth twenty mil. You don't want to take advice from J- the Jacksonville Jaguars." <laughs> and they and here's so the that, thing too: they could have traded for Amari Cooper, and they would have only taken a fourth round pick. Yeah, what I think it does is it makes that Gallup deal look really good because you see what Christian Kirk just got and what Mike Williams got, you know, last week over yeah. in, uh, at the Chargers. So it makes our deal with Gallup look. Yeah, that's true. Really that's good. very true. I guess it. I think the Christian Kirk contract kind of shows you as a Cowboy fan where your mindset is. If your first thought is, well, you see Amari Cooper's worth this much, we're stupid, then that's just kind of where your mind's going to go with everything they do. If you go the route of, you see Michael Gallup's deal is very good, then it shows you, you know, you're kind of going in positive this offseason. It's kind of like a barometer. It's like the glass half full, half empty kind of. Yeah. And how you look at it, um, but yeah, NFL is—is is it me, or is, or maybe it's because the Cowboys? But is this NFL offseason more fun than most than most years? Yeah, it is. It feels like everything's happening. It's it's been wild for sure. Like I said, that was and it, wait till you know we still got a couple of more days. Wait wait until the rest of this yeah. week. See how it plays out. It's gonna get even crazier. A lot of big names still still available out there. Chandler Jones, Von Miller. Matthew, uh, Tyron Matthew, Allen Robinson. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of names. There is a lot of names. But, uh, but there is one name that made news yesterday. I think it was yesterday. And he's coming back. TV 12. Tom Brady. Isn't that crazy? How mad are you? I, I saw that his uh, last touchdown ball yes. just sold for like $508,000 over yes. half a million dollars. How mad, how bad of an investment is that right away? Because it probably drops in over half in value. Oh yeah, I mean, what? It's just another touchdown ball, maybe a hundred thousand dollars, if that. The only thing that keeps the um, only thing that keeps that ball with any value is the fact that everybody's talking about how stupid it is. Yeah. So it's it's still a famous football for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But yeah, Tom Brady comes back. What if? I don't I don't understand why he announced his retirement so quickly. Yeah. If if he was so unsure. And it's the jokes are funny, right? It's either there's two prevailing jokes. Gas is too expensive, so he has to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. And the other joke is his family sucks, and he's like, yeah. I gotta go back to work. I'm going. Back. <laughs> That's kind of a mean one, but yeah. But I, it's fun. It's because he posted a picture of his kids in his yeah. in his comeback. Is that cryptic? Like, yeah, these guys suck. <laughs> Anyways, really, that, that was so it, short too. Like, I was yeah, like, we didn't even make it to the draft, which, no. you, but you know what? He did the Bucks a favor, right? Now they know what yep. their, they know what their money is and what their money isn't in yep. the salary cap for free agency, and they know what they need and what they don't need in the draft. Aren't they 
And aren't they coming to Dallas this year? Yeah, so Cowboys get one more crack to finally beat Tom Brady. Yeah, there you go. And if you're a Cowboys fan or you just want to, you know, witness greatness, it's kind of like the last few years of Jordan when yeah. you come to San Antonio, you go see him. Um, yeah, if you're in the state of Texas and you want to see Tom Brady, you have a chance. Uh, other news, speaking of Texas, Deshaun Watson is clear of all charges. That's big. So his, so his trade value is back to where the Texans wanted it. I know we've said many times in this podcast they need to just cut bait and let it go, but hey, that's why they shouldn't listen to us. Because now his now his value is as high as it's ever been. There's multiple suitors. I saw the Cleveland Browns met with him, which is, you know what, good for weird. them. No, but good for them for not because there's certain quarterbacks where they're not that good, but they're not that bad, and you're kind of just yeah. stuck with them. At least they're saying to themselves, we're going to at least shoot our shot. Yeah. And we, won't, and we won't necessarily be stuck with Baker. Now, they still might end up being stuck with Baker, but they're at least trying. The Panthers have been talking to him, which is where I think he'll end up. Yeah. But um, it appears the Texans are letting Watson's people negotiate where he goes and negotiate with teams. Um, I know they told the Colts they can't have him, though. They won't hmm. trade him within the division. Oh. So we've seen we've seen what the Texans are willing to do, what they're not willing to do, and it's, it feels like all all parties are being mature about it. And, and the Watson saga is gonna have an ending. It seems like maybe within this end of this week. And I mean, obviously, we don't know the details of it, but how wrong were a lot of people? Like they were, we were so quick to. That guy's going to jail for not us, like in general. I mean, citizens of America, right? Like so, well, so quick. I don't know if he's innocent. They may, yeah. they may just not have evidence to the prosecute. Proof. Sure. So there's still civil cases that he might lose. He might lose some money, like OJ yeah. did. You know. Um, I would just suggest for anyone in the media, I wouldn't touch that topic yeah because again he's not getting prosecuted but uh, he could lose the civil cases i will say from a sports perspective the texans did do the right thing by holding off and maybe they knew something maybe they knew maybe they knew watson was maybe they felt he was innocent I, i don't i don't know about that but whatever the case they now have full value for him and it'll be interesting to see what he Garners, because R- Russell Wilson got you know he he was a high price tag, yeah, four draft picks, all of them top two picks, and then a, some good players as well. Yeah, if you take out the off the field stuff, I'd pick Deshaun over Russell, and he's younger. Yeah, but he's also on a long deal. Like you have him for a while. Yeah, you have a young quarterback in his prime, who has no wear and tear from the last year. I wonder if the civil cases are just the, are just the, you know, the tone of, you know, his name, he values his trade value still maybe a little yeah. bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm so sure. curious to see, I'm so curious to see what they get for him. How it shakes out. Cause I'm not a Texans fan, but I don't hate them. I would love to see them get a lot of value because they have put up with a lot, right? They've had to sit yeah. through this for a year, and they deserve to 
get a king's ransom for that. So, plus they're on our they're on CBS here in town every Sunday. So, it'd be nice that they were you know a good team to watch. Um, but yeah, the, I'm so curious on his value. Maybe more curious than anybody, any athlete I've ever ever known because it's just such such a weird position. But um, yeah, we'll see how that shakes out. Carson Wentz is back in the NFC East. Yeah. Oh, the Eagles better beat him those two games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they better beat him. And the cool thing is, as a Cowboy fan, you don't care if he wins or loses that game, but mm. it'll be fun to point and laugh at whatever happens. We're in a win-win situation, right? Yeah. Um, point and laugh at whoever loses is what Cowboy fans should do. Aaron Rodgers, hey, how about we're talking about wide receiver value. Aaron Rodgers signs a massive deal, right? And they franchise Devontae Adams, and he's like, nah, I'm not playing for that. <laughs> you're not paying me $18 million a year when Christian Kirk's got more than me. Yeah. And you're not going to pay Aaron Rodgers, what, $150 million and try to do me like that. So, you know, and I'm not always on the side of holdouts, but Devontae Adams has 100% reason to hold yeah. out. So that's, that'll be something to... To look at, we'll see if Aaron Rodgers is is a team player or not, right? Does he give up some money to give to Adams, or does he not? But we'll see. But NFL, oh, NFL free agency has been crazy. I just kept it on NFL Network all day. Yeah. And then Twitter, but Twitter's getting a little old because of all the. I follow Same so many old. Cowboys people that it's been more of the sky's falling. But if Von Miller well, comes, then I, I, I bet think you will walk it back. I bet you this Von Miller talk's heating up if we were to go on there. I'm sure it's going crazy now for that. Because that, that yeah, makes like everything he, right. Yeah. It, it makes – it's he's got better numbers than Gregory. Um, and like you said, Jane Slater's already tweeting it, and she's very connected with the NFL. She works for the NFL Network. She's the official Cowboys correspondent for NFL Network. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Give me Did Von, you see, uh, Von Miller and Bobby Wagner. No, you're good. Oh, yeah, I would love that. Oh, that's that uh I mean that's a better defense than it was last year for sure. Um did you see Des Bryant tweet out about uh James Washington, the Steeler wide receiver, coming to Dallas yesterday? I did. I saw that. I don't know if it's just like speculation or what he's saying. I mean it's not like it's a huge name, but I was just wondering. Um, you know, he tweeted James Washington, Dallas Cowboys, just know you heard it right here first or something like that. So Keep an eye I did on see that. that. You're right. It's kind of a speedster. But I'm I'm of the opinion just go get a, a draft pick. But yeah, if if it's dirt cheap and you can fill a hole you don't need in the draft yeah. and do it, you know, go for it. But yeah, we will see. Um, any other NFL news we're we're talking about? Not really. I don't think so. Uh, so we'll we'll jump into March Madness. We got our brackets out. Um, if you're listening to this before March Madness has kicked, has teed off on Thursday, tipped off on Thursday. If you still want to get in, message me on Twitter or Facebook. Um, there's still time. There's an unlimited amount of room, you know, it's, it's bracket, so we can add 800 if we felt like it. Uh, like I said, the winning bracket takes 80% of the pot. Second place, 20%. We've got a few people already signed up. 
So if you want to jump in on that, do it. Spurs and Salsa. I'm not going to pretend to know who's going to win. Yeah. I will say Baylor looks damn good. I think Texas Tech looks really, really good. So the state of Texas might bring another championship home. Uh, there's tournament games going on in San Antonio. So if you want to be a part of March Madness, this is not a commercial. They're not paying us for that. <laughs> I just think it'd be it, it's just a cool experience, right? Like if you have a sports bucket list or if you're looking for a ticket, if if you know, San Antonio, we don't always have major, major events here. So if you're looking for something, you know, to take your kids to or, you know, you to go or whatever, keep that in mind that March Madness is coming through San Antonio. I'll be filling out my bracket probably tonight. I need to do I need to watch one of those bracket bracketology shows to help. Yeah, me out. when is it when does it start? Thursday? So Tuesday is the play in games, but those don't count towards the brackets. Yeah. So Thursday. Thursday. So right. most most people are not most people. There's a lot of people that take Thursday and Friday off of work and just sit at bars those two whole days and nights. Yeah. I've never I've done it when I was younger. I haven't done it in a while. I don't know if I'll do that again, but a mutual friend of ours did call me about doing that. Really? Out of nowhere. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I might end up somewhere. I know the radio station, uh, the San Antonio Sports Star, they're going to be at Twin Peaks Thursday and Friday, different Twin Peaks around town. Um, maybe I'll make an appearance there. Without, obviously, you don't want to give, give any, we're all in the same challenge, right? So, I'm not trying yeah. to get any insight to beat you, but you talked about tech. I think they're in the same the same bracket as Coach K. You think he he makes a run for the last year? I think he makes a run. I'm a big fan of Big 12 basketball this year. I yeah. think it's the deepest. Here's the thing. It's the only conference where you have to play everybody home and away. No, really. Because it's a smaller conference, and it's the best conference in basketball, and I think all those Big 12 teams are battle-tested. So if you want a little insight of my bracket, I'm going to have Big 12 teams going a little further than maybe they're, seed, they're seeded. Yeah. But um, they're all battle-tested, man. They're, it's, a, it's a strong conference. But I think Coach K does make a run. I mean, he, he's always poised to make a run, right? Yeah. But then you can't – but then I can't get out of my head the times he's – been bounced early yeah that's it's a tough weird. bracket i think it's, i think gonzaga is in that that is it well. is i think you're right and that's you're right that's a tough bracket gonzaga's good like gonzaga's yeah. really gonzaga's been consistent all year long and the only reason they're not getting more pub is just because they're not in a bigger conference but they're i mean it's a storied program so no i don't think duke i don't think duke makes the final four that's what you're asking there you go personally but yeah, it'll be fun. It's fun to just watch the craziness of the tournament. You know, college basketball isn't as popular as other sports because stars don't stay for more than a year. So there's no major star power. But if you're a Spurs fan, you've probably Googled a bunch of mock drafts. So you have a vested interest this year, right? Of the top five, top eight. I would say keep an eye on the top 10 players in mock drafts if you're a Spurs fan. And college basketball is not particularly popular but when march hits oh it's nuts we all watch it yeah and we watch it all day and all night so uh enjoy 
the weekend. It's a one of the top weekends in sports. Uh, March Madness is March Madness is upon us, and next week we'll probably break. We'll definitely break down the games because we're all going to have brackets, and we'll know who's up there and who's not. So we'll definitely talk about our specific Spurs and Salsa bracket challenge next week. We'll see who did well. We'll see who what brackets got busted. Things like that. It's always fun. That's why. So you we'll get a good breakdown after week one. Um. That's about it for sports. But Mouse, you know, we've had the NFL free agency. We've had Spurs games, pop breaking the record. But the world wants to know, what are you watching? Man, I, I didn't uh, – it was just a crazy week for me. I didn't think I was going to have anything. In, but I did remember I uh, I watched Oliver Stone's interview. The, it's called the Putin Interviews on Showtime. I think he conducted them between like 2015 and 2017 at four episodes long. Um, I did watch that sometime over the weekend or the end of last week. So definitely a good watch. Um, just never had heard Putin talk as much as, as he did in the, in the interview. So um, didn't change my mind on the way I feel about him, but it's it's definitely worth a watch. Oliver Stone does a good job. So that's really all I got, man. All right. Um, I don't have too much either. I did watch on HBO Max Winning Time. Okay. About the mm-hmm. Lakers. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. I haven't even heard of it. It's a series. There's only two episodes so far. It's about the rise of the Showtime Lakers. So it's Dr. Jerry Buss buying the team, drafting Magic Johnson. It's really good. But I don't – I doubt the Lakers wanted this to come out. It's a movie? It's a series. Series, okay. Oh, yeah, you said too. Uh, Magic Johnson has flat out said he's not watching it. Huh. It, it doesn't paint them in the best light. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, Jerry West is not painted in the best light. Magic Johnson's not painted in the best light. It's. I'm surprised the NBA allowed them to use the, the names, of, the real names of the teams. Yeah. Um. But it's really good. It's extremely good. It's extremely rated R. Not something you could watch with kids. Uh, just to give you a reason why Magic Johnson wouldn't like it and why it's rated R. He uh, hooks up with girls in the church parking lot between <laughs> services. You know, it's crazy. But it's good. It's really good. Um, but yeah, if you want to, if you want to deep dive, maybe Google why Magic Johnson doesn't want to watch it. But it's a good show. I'm still watching Miss Maisel on Amazon Prime. I, I'm almost caught up to. There's four seasons, so I'm almost. I've just started season four, which just came out. Um, I'm I'm liking that show even more now. It's it's gotten even better throughout the years or throughout the seasons. And then last night I went and watched the Batman. Watched. The oh. Batman. I really like the story. I think they did a great job of. What the story entails, the Riddler. Is it long? Yeah, it's three hours. Shit. It's very dark in tone, and in you know, it's physically dark. Like it's a dark movie. Um, <laughs> I loved everything about the movie except for Robert Pattinson. I think that's I'm pronouncing his name right. Pattinson, yeah. Pattinson. He's not a good Bruce Wayne. 
um, easily the worst Bruce Wayne. He's an okay Batman. Batman's cool. When he has a mask on and he's doing Batman things, he's cool. But he's easily the worst Bruce Wayne. Like he's, he does this emo version, long hair, and he looks sickly. And I don't know what they're doing with that. But other than that, it was a great movie. Worth That's the watch. Um, again, a fantastic story. Uh, the Riddler is portrayed more of as like a serial killer type. Hmm. Kind of was a creepy. The, was it the Joker, that, that movie that came out, I don't know, five, ten years ago, that was pretty dark as well? Was it? it was ju- yeah, it was just about the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Was it, it kind of like that? It is. Uh, like I said, the Riddler. I guess when you think of the Riddler, I think of Jim Carrey being all goofy yeah. in the night. It's nothing like that. Huh. He's very uh, – somebody compared it to the movie Seven, and I, I saw the comparisons. Oh, yeah. I would you – know, that's a good comparison now that someone told me that. It's like a Batman and Seven mixed together. But it's good. Who um, talked about Robert Pattinson not being a good uh, Bruce Wayne? Who's your who's your favorite Batman? Or did any come to mind? Uh, Christian Bale was really good. I thought he – he portrayed Batman and Bruce both well. Michael Keaton was good. Yeah. Ben Affleck was supposed to be an older Bruce Wayne, and I thought he did a good job there. So I do like most Batmans. I guess that's why it's easy for me to say, yeah, Robert Pattinson's not – he's the worst one. Yeah. But I can, I'm hoping they grow Bruce Wayne. I'm hoping maybe by part two of this series he's a more mature – kind of like the playboy Bruce Wayne he's supposed to be, you know. But, uh, so the is movie's Pattinson great. Gonna, like, there's going to be another Batman with Pattinson being Batman? I'd imagine so because it's just yeah. the movie's been successful. And, you know, when you redo a Batman, there's a hundred stories you could tell. Yeah. So I'd imagine, yes. There's even going to be a spinoff. So in the movie, the Penguin is in it also. And without giving much away, HBO Max has already said he's going to have like a, a spinoff series on HBO Max. Based on what he did in this movie, so I think they're gonna roll with this franchise for a while. Yeah. Again, it's a darker, it's a darker movie. Uh, it's funny because my kids are staying with my in-laws this week, and my mother-in-law's like, "Hey, I might take Jonah. He's my five-year-old to the movies to see Batman." And I was like, "Oh yeah, don't do that." Don't do- <laughs> and within the first five minutes of the movie, it was like a bludgeoning murder. Oh, I was like, Good but decision. So yeah, it's, a, it's very dark. Uh, why do you uh, why do you keep looking out your window like Malcolm X? Oh, so for those that don't know, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in the front room, which I normally don't sit at. Oh, that's why. And the neighborhood kids are outside, and I'm just I was wondering waiting for them to ring my doorbell, asking for my kids, which oh, again yeah. they're not here. And I keep looking for that because my my dog barks like crazy when the doorbell rings. Just I'd rather, I'd rather shoo the kids away instead of interrupting this amazing podcast we're doing. <laughs> so you're just gonna shoo them like through the window, like get out of here. Just, yeah, like uh, the old. The, the, maybe I'll be yeah, the grumpy man grumpy in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to put on a white beard uh, before I do that. <laughs> Some house slippers. Yeah, I want those old school house slippers, like on Friday, like those, you know, the velvet. The ones uh, you step on the back. Yes. <laughs> I haven't had some of those in a long time. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I need to get those. Now that I'm an old man, I need to get mm-hmm. those. 
and those Nikes, what are they, Air Monarchs? Oh yeah, don't do that. I feel I see people try to wear them like they think they're cool or funny, and I'm like, what are you doing? They're not. And they sell them. Like I went to yeah. Dick's the other day to get cleats for my kid, and they're they're, they're prominently displayed. Yeah. Like people still go, are like, you know what? Give me those Air Monarchs, baby. Yeah, da- dads really like men. Older men love them. Like I, they rock the shit out of them. They keep them clean and everything. I might buy you those for your birthday next year. You're turning, <laughs> you, you're turning 40, so. No, I'm in my 30s. Which, well, yeah, oh, wait. Next, you, yeah, next you're year. You're turning yeah. 40. You turn 40 this year. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Don't, don't be bringing that up. You're going to make me sad. <laughs> That's us. Well, before oh. we go, we always like to review things. Oh, shout out to everybody that went out to Eleanor's 1909 to get a cheesesteak. First of all, shout out to them. They've been super gracious about being on this podcast. And it's our pleasure. They're dope. I know some some of our listeners went out to the food truck and mentioned that they heard from our podcast. And um, I know she listened. She didn't just say, oh, they mentioned me. Cool. Because she said, she said on her Instagram, JD and Mouse are welcome here anytime. Hey. So she did listen. She listened and she calls us by our podcast names, JD and Mouse. That's really dope. Um, so we'll be promoting that more often. She's super gracious, and her food's amazing. Um, but kudos to them. Uh, it's spring break. The weather's warming up a bit. So I wanted to review a brewery. I don't think we've done the brewery yet. It's a second pitch beer. They do have a brewery in town. They're brewed here in San Antonio. But I wanted to specifically talk about a beer that I think everyone will enjoy. It's called Summer Lightning Ale. It's a lighter beer. As the name suggests, it's like a summer beer, you know, a light, hot outside Mm -hmm. type of beer. Uh, It's not canned anywhere, so you'd have to go either to the brewery or you go to a place that serves craft beers, like a Big Hops. Um, Big Hops is a bar that serves local beers and they have... This is where I got the second pitch beer. It's really good. It's a really good beer. And it's honestly, it's it's going to be in the mix for best beer this summer in San Antonio. It really is. Um, if you go on our Instagram, I'll post the name of it in case you forget. And you go to the bar and, you, and you're thinking to yourself, what was that beer they're talking about? It'll be on our Instagram. I'm going to even post a tap. So you'll know the name. You'll know what it looks like. If you go to a, I know for sure Big Hops has it. And there's Big Hops all over town, so look it up. Um, but it's a really good beer. I, I don't know if they're distributed anywhere else. But um, I'll tag their brewery within our Instagram post. If they have a Facebook, um, I'll tag them in there as well. Really good beer. Um, I... I try not to go too much with the IPAs, things like that on this podcast, because I know that's a very specific type, you know, a very specific beer drinker drinks those. But what I like to do is is feature a lot of beers that are good, they're easy to drink, um, and they're local. So Second Pitch, Summer Lightning Ale is extremely good. I do have a growler in the last few weeks. My Friday ritual is to go get it filled with that beer. So I'm not just saying that, you know, just to have something on the podcast. I do drink it often. As soon as I discovered it about a month ago, I've been drinking it almost every weekend. 
uh, again, and if you're looking for other beers besides this one, we have reviewed a good amount of beers. A lot of them are distributed at least through HEB. Go to our Instagram page, scroll down. We've got tons of local beers, tons of local restaurants. Uh, we'll continue to promote everything that's good in San Antonio. And we, that might, you know, uh, I'm not going to say anything else. But yeah, go on that Instagram. Great. It's a great follow. I do it often too. Me and my wife are like, what should we eat tonight? And I'm just going blank. I'll go on our own Instagram. Like, oh, we haven't had that in a while. Or, oh, we maybe maybe I didn't do the review. Maybe somebody else did the review, like Mouse or one of our old podcasters. So it's something that I try too. Um, it's a great tool to use, I, I promise you. Uh, and again, whatever you're listening to us on, whether it's iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you give us a review and a sub subscribe. Uh, we're back to putting out episodes every week. And even when the Spurs offseason's on, I mean, as you could tell here, we'll, we've deeped out. I think we talk more Cowboys now than we did during the season. Yeah. Um, so there's always plenty to talk about. And whether it's beer, <laughs> football, basketball, or anything else going on, we'll be here for you. But um, until next week, Mouse and everybody, go Spurs, go.